My name is Tom Petrini. This is the Big Fundamental Podcast, a Kems 5 podcast on the San Antonio Spurs. This is the official TV station of the San Antonio Spurs. And uh, if you're wondering where Jackson Floyd is, uh, some bad news for you. Our, our good friend, our fearless leader, the father of the pod, uh, has, has moved on and left me in charge of his baby. Uh, it's, it's staggering and a little scary, but I've got some help with me today. One of my OGs, one of my good friends, <laughs> somebody who covers the Spurs uh, better than than most I know, Jeff Garcia. How you doing today, my friend? I'm doing good, and I'm looking at myself in the camera right now, and I realize how fast I'm aging. I cannot believe how fast I'm. We getting like no. the, the the laugh lines already. Woo! Yeah, those are fine though. That's, but like, that's just. Bad. I mean, just don't don't tell people how old you are, or you can. I mean, it's kind of a flex. No, Your I skin no, is no. amazing. For, no, I don't tell people because you are old. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes, you don't look as old as you are, so I guess I don't know. You yeah, know, take yeah. that as a compliment yeah. if you want. Uh, yeah, but thanks. And, uh, <laughs> by the way, good to be good to be back. By the way, on yeah, that no, note, for sure. Yeah. yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's good to be back talking about Spurs basketball. Wish the uh, record was a little bit better because mm-hmm. the Spurs are currently four and twelve. It's been a rough right. start to the year for myriad reasons that we're gonna dive into. Uh, right now, and the the Suns game last night, uh, sort of a microcosm of the season, right? Yeah. They play against a good team. Mm-hmm. They do their best. They try their hardest. They go down a bunch of points. They come yep. back, and it falls up just a little bit short because they made too many mistakes and not enough threes. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you see from that game, and, and was it sort of emblematic of the season to you? Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing more to add. I mean, you summed it up perfectly. You could just take this show right now and put it on loop for the next few games. And that, that's basically what you're going to hear every single game. You ever hear Popovich say, uh, in so many words, I don't mean to be a broken record. It's the same thing over again. They're trying hard. I'm proud of them. The I mean, you can literally turn. play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to have fun listeners, do a bingo game. Uh, yeah. Who's going to say Worm is going to turn? Proud of these guys. They're competitive. I mean, those are the buzzwords you're going to hear. DeJounte yeah, Murray you know, gets a triple-double. DeJounte Murray gets a triple-double. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You could just have fun and play bingo because that's what you're going to hear out of this team until hopefully maybe things do change. And right now, the, I guess the one biggest change right now, and I know you're going to talk about it right now, Tom, is the three-shot. The three-shot is just not there. Yeah. And this is, I, I think, maybe a misconception – about this Spurs team because they've just watching them, they look inaccurate, mm-hmm. right? It looks like, oh man, they can't buy a bucket. Mm-hmm. They're shooting 34% from deep, which isn't great, but it's average. That's league mm-hmm. average. Right. And despite shooting league average, they're last in the league in percentage of the points that they're getting mm-hmm. from three point range. And that's because. Mm-hmm. They have the second fewest attempts in the league. Do you know who has yeah. the least amount of three-point attempts in the league? <laughs> Hit me with it. Who is it? It's the Chicago Bulls. Uh, <laughs> and they are shooting 28 a game, uh, exactly what the Spurs shot last year. Spurs yeah. this year are shooting 28.8 attempts per game. Yeah. So not as much of an increase as you would really hope for. Yeah. And Pop was asked after the game last night, are you guys getting enough looks? And he was like, no, we need more. Um, mm-hmm. and DeJounte said something interesting. Um, he, he basically said that, you know, guys need to 
they're getting looks. They're just a little mm -hmm. gun shy. You know, they need to shoot with confidence mm -hmm. and, you know, trust the work that they're putting in. Um, and I mean, the first half of the game last night, uh, the team was two of six from three. Devin Vassell right. was the only one who made a three-pointer in the mm -hmm. entire first half. Um, on a night when you're missing Doug McBuckets, uh, who was brought in to help in that regard. Sure. Um, I, I don't know about you, but watching that game last night, it kind of seemed like the Suns knew, okay, they don't really want those. They're going <laughs> to, you know, drive into yeah. us. And so they they sort of condensed their defense to the paint and yeah. made things really difficult there. Did you yeah. see that part of the game, I guess? I saw that against Phoenix. I saw that against Dallas. I saw that against all the other L's that they picked up this season. I mean, that's what just teams are doing. They know San Antonio's not a three-point shooting team, so they just kind of slack off. You see them dare Keldon Johnson to shoot from the perimeter. You see how much gap there is between the defender and Lonnie Walker uh, at the three line. I mean, just for an example, Lonnie Walker, you know, uh, ahead of the uh, game against Phoenix, two for 22 in the previous game. Uh, just, just, just not good. Just that's not good at we'll, all. We'll talk more so, about Lonnie in a second. The, the, the I'm, I'm thing glad is that they don't have, they don't have, in my opinion, they don't have the right players for that department. Dejounte Murray is just never been that, and he's trying to get that. Keldon Johnson, there is a work in progress. Uh, Lonnie Walker, well, we know he's inconsistent from uh, outside. Where's Brent Forbes? I thought that's what he was brought back for. I mean, where's 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 McDermott? Okay, Mike, maybe. You give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt. He's been dealing with an injury. Uh, he had one earlier in the season, then he had another one again. Maybe that could be it. But, yeah, it could just simply be they just don't have the roster with players that do that. So I, I think a lot of guys on this roster, I would say most of them, mm -hmm. are wired to drive first. Mm -hmm. That's what they're best at in the game of basketball. That's why they're in, B, in the NBA. That's how they've mm -hmm. gotten to this point. Uh, so it takes some rewiring. I'm glad you brought up Lonnie because, you know, obviously two of 22 in a two game stretch from three. Yeah, that's not good. Right. That, that's not the that's less than 10 percent. Yeah, that's not it, it is 10 percent. It's not good. Uh, but the biggest knock on him coming into the season. Right. Was the consistency of his effort mm -hmm. and aggression. Right. So, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to get killed for being a homer about this, but like, is it somewhat encouraging that he's putting up 10 misses in a game and then coming out <laughs> the next game and then launching another 10? Like, well, you know, if, if that's the, the team needs people to step up and take those threes. So obviously it's a bummer that he's missing them. Uh, but he's a career 38% three point shooter. He's at like 29% this year and he's leading the team in attempts from deep. At like five point mm -hmm. six per game, so uh, I guess do you do you think that he'll turn that around in terms of getting yeah. the shots to fall if he just keeps pounding the rock and and putting those shots up, or do you think you know I, he's he's a twenty nine yeah, percent shooter? I think I think he's just a byproduct of Popovich begging the guys to take the three shot. I mean, you hear it time and time again, Popovich saying, "I'm telling the guys who take the shot when they have it," and I, to the point where he said he doesn't care if they miss. Um, just as long as they're just taking it. So I think that's the wiring that you're seeing Lonnie go through to become uh, a little bit more less drive happy and more outside shot happy. But the problem is they got to start falling down. The law of averages say that eventually they're going to fall down. Um, but, you know, you look at Lonnie's career and, you know, he just hasn't been that. You know, um, the good news is you can't use the adage, the adage 
you can't teach an old dog new tricks. These are not old dogs. So eventually right. they can get there. It's just, you're going to have to have patience with them. Uh, but there's going to come a point, Tom, where you just have to look at Alani and, and whoever else is trying to make these three say they are who they are. They sure. are who they are. But and you can't I, don't, force, I don't know if you can't force a square peg into a triangle hole. That's true. Obviously, obviously very true. Yeah. Um, and it's it's going to be a challenge. One guy who we've yeah. seen step up for the Spurs in terms of three point shooting is mm-hmm. Devin Vassell. He's been 40 percent. He's shooting five a game. Uh, yeah. And he I mean. Dribble handoff king. Uh, he's he's showing impressive shot creation. Um, is he? He's playing 26 minutes a game off the bench right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people thought he was going to start in place of Doug McDermott uh, mm-hmm. when he was injured against Phoenix. I think a lot of people were surprised when Kade Bates Diop made the yeah. starting lineup for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, injury to McDermott aside. Do you think that starting Vassell would be a good idea? He's the third leading mm. scorer on this team. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's a give and take. I'm of the opinion of this, you know, there's no going to be, uh, there's not going to be a river parade this uh, this summer. So just go for it. I mean, what do you got to lose other than yeah. maybe seeing success? Just try it out, Pop. Um, if it means pushing McDermott to the bench, White to the bench, what have you. The only thing you can gain is just a positive push. If Vassell is exactly what that team, that first unit needs to establish the tone, to set the pace, to get things going on both ends of the court, because we know we could do that, then go for it. But at the same time, you're seeing Derek White really struggle this season. You're seeing, at least so far, early in his Spurs career, an injury riddled McDermott. Then you hit that with the bench, and then your second unit may struggle a bit. It's, you know, it's give or take. It's a double-edged sword here. I'm of the opinion of what do you got to lose? Just do it. Just go for it, Pop, coaching staff. Um, But Vassell certainly is opening my eyes. And it's funny you're mentioning Vassell. Uh, We have an upcoming lockdown Spurs. You can check out at kins5.com slash Spurs about Vassell and his growth. Just incredible. Who knew that? And low-key, I'm liking, Tom, the fact that he's vocal. When yeah. was the last time you saw a Spur come out and just blast his own teammates? I mean, that was the closest we got to that recently when he said, no more excuse that we're young, no more excuse we don't have vets. There are vets here. Let's just get this done. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys who, um, you know, he's not stoked about the losing. Uh, Thad no, Young said, all. we're all tired of getting our butts kicked. I use a mm-hmm. uh, like a transcription thing. And it'll come mm-hmm. up with like a, a word cloud of all of the words that are used most. Yeah. And Thad Young's shoot around yesterday, the word <laughs> butt appeared but, in, the, yeah. <laughs> in the word cloud. He's always it's talking always about butts, dead. man. Yeah. Uh, whether they're being kicked or whatever. Uh, yeah. And he's, he said that, yeah, Pop came into the locker room, said we got our butts kicked, left yeah. the locker room. And then Devin was like, yo, guys, let's figure this out. Yeah. Uh, and led a players only meeting where they hash things out and, you know, got guys to talk about what they're seeing on the floor and what they need to improve mm-hmm. on. Um, the on-court development from him, I think, is uh, important, but that off-court, that leadership, um, I, I think is probably more important. And that is something that, you know, you've got to take silver linings from this 4-12 mm-hmm. and 12 start, yeah, right? You do. And you the, really do. the struggles that the Spurs have been going through um, – you know, hopefully are, are some of those things that they can look back on and be like, yeah, that helped shape us into, mm-hmm. you know, what we became. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But it's not just like, oh, they're, you know, they've they've played poorly and lost games and, you know, they're they're getting angry about losing. There's there's actual on-court positives mm-hmm. for this sure. Spurs team. And I think we should highlight some of them. Uh, Spurs are second in the league in assists and in assist-to-turnover yeah. ratio. Taking mm-hmm. care of the ball, moving it, sharing mm-hmm. it. And they need to, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, as Pop has said from the beginning, they don't – I mean, DeJounte is becoming that. But they don't really have a guy who it's like, all right, take right. the ball on ISO, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the thing is, like, and Pop said it last night, the, the room for error is just so small. If they have a yeah, night where the turnovers go up a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, even yeah. if they have a good shooting night, it's going to be a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I thought this one was pretty interesting. They're, they're top five in the league in pace, which was a point of emphasis coming in yep. with this young group. Um, but another metric that I, I found on the NBA site is Spurs lead the league in distance traveled and average speed. Mm-hmm. So they're running around a lot out there. Uh, they're young. Let them run. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, they, they might, it might be a little bit of a, you know, Pat Bev, uh, just running around trick y'all I don't know but like they're moving and this is yeah. a team that that needs that movement um where, where I, I want to go oh, sorry no I was going to add too that the, uh, as far as the positives are concerned yeah they're I don't know the specific number but they're for sure top 10 in deflections mm-hmm. so they're getting it down to the they're creating second chance opportunities they're 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 top 10 in points uh second chance points excuse me um they're, yeah, let's see. I think they're number one in field goals made uh, as of this recording. So they're, and... they're top five in field goal percentage. Yeah. Um, they are, let's see, top 10 in points off of turnovers and in second yep. chance points. Yep. Uh, top five in fast break points, 15 yep. per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they lead the league in points in the paint with 53 yep. and a half per game. Uh, they just love to drive. <laughs> some something I That's was it. thinking about yeah. was is there like in that Venn diagram of fast mm-hmm. break points and points in the paint, like how much overlap is there and how much is just, you know, DeJounte Murray running out off a of steal and, and dunk, right. getting an uncontested dunk. Uh, and the numbers actually show that it's that's not really what's happening. Um, because interestingly, Spurs are not shooting accurately on the drive. They're bottom five driving field mm-hmm. goal percentage in the league. Wow. Uh, they have the second most non-restricted area paint attempts, mm-hmm. so like floater range. Right. Second highest accuracy on those. So they're really eating in, I guess, the softer area of the paint, mm-hmm. but they're struggling right at the rim. Yeah. And I think, like we said before, that's sort of a product of when you don't want to shoot the three and yeah. you know that that layup is the, the mm-hmm. other high-value shot if yeah. you just have to take away one high value shot, yeah, it it really simplifies things for the defense. So yeah. the Spurs have had to be effective in that in that right. floater range. And, and you see that exactly with, for example, Kelvin Johnson. You know, he how much you see him just default to putting his head down and going forward to the rim, and that's just an example of the 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 makeup of the roster. You hit it correctly. This is just a team of guys that want to slash. Guys that want to get to that paint, guys that want to get within the uh, the the arc, and that's going to have to change because that's great and all, but at the end of the day, Pop summed it up best: forty four percent to twenty whatever percent came down to the Phoenix loss. 
25 point yeah. shots. And Three it was it was shots. five of 20, right? Yeah. If, the, if the Spurs shot 25% on 30 yeah. attempts, they win yeah. the game. Yeah. You know? Oh, and, and, and how's this too? Free throws. Also, now they also they can't make free throws now. I mean, this is this is I mean, the two areas. One area you think it'd be easy to fix the free throws. Yeah, and then one area you thought you address in the offseason, Brent Forbes, McDermott. You're hearing verbal commitments that the team Murray and Johnson are getting better three shot, and is that's just coming down to to the to the difference in most of these games? Three shots and free throws. Free throws have been rough. Jakob Pertl had yeah. a rough night. Uh, he's shooting, I think, under 30% from the free mm-hmm. throw line to start the season. Um, Pirtle obviously has been greatly missed by the Spurs. Yeah. He's missed more than yes. half the games. And, mm-hmm. you know, so that's part of why in analyzing this team, I think it's hard to say, you know, what they are, what they aren't when they've yeah. been missing such a crucial player for. A, would a, Would you consider them maybe they're closest to an identity? And I put that in quotes is a little bit on the defensive end. I think like, so. Yeah, right? Um, yeah, I, I get that vibe. That that can be their identity if they get better at it. It it can be. And um, yeah. I'm glad you said that because they, you know, they need to be forcing mm-hmm. turnovers, locking yeah. guys up, getting stops and running in transit. Because it's not just turnovers that they're running off of. Mm-hmm. They, you know, any missed shot, even makes, they're pushing off makes. Sure. So, and we we haven't really seen that from the Spurs in a, in a long time, really right. ever. So, um, but... In terms of defensing, defensive rating, they're an average defense. Um, right. And I think that starting Drew Eubanks at center for eight games <laughs> might I have yeah. impacted that, <laughs> especially when you're playing against guys like yeah. AD. Aiden, yeah, Aiden, is, yeah. Like, you know, it, it's tough. It's tough out yeah. there. Shout out to and, Drew and, Eubanks, but like, you know, right. he's and, clearly not a starting NBA center. And coming into the season, that was one of the areas of concern that I had for San Antonio was who's coming in after Jakob. Like, who is it? Because the drop-off is just considerable. It's an undersized Eubanks, as you mentioned, and, and not a starting caliber player. you got an unproven rookie, Landale, who's been in health and safety protocols yeah. and really hasn't gotten burned when he's uh, was okay and not on the protocol list. What do you, so, what do you think about that young think he could slide Solid. into that backup center role and you know yeah. pro- provide size again impact there. Just he's undersized, undersized obviously yeah. but i feel like he brings a bit more to the yeah. floor in terms of certainly in terms of acting as a hub on offense yeah. and you know passing to cutters dribble handoffs um he just has that veteran feel in that mm-hmm. spot um and very yeah, Rudy Gay-ish, right? Remember Rudy Gay would play that five every once in a while? Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, the the Spurs have been forced to play small because they've been w- without their only two seven-footers <laughs> due to injury for a couple of weeks. Right. Um, and something that they pulled out, I think, in one of the Lakers games was Keldon at the five for a brief stretch. <laughs> uh, and that was, yeah. that was interesting because, I mean, yeah. Keldon can do a lot of big man things. I think Keldon... For for his faults as a player, for his, um, you know, put your head down and, and charge like mm-hmm. a bull in a china shop attitude. Uh, he's a guy who learned point guard in Austin and, mm-hmm. you know, can run some pick and roll. And he can also be that guy setting the screen and, and you know, rolling or, yeah. or spacing the floor. So um, 
that's an interesting wrinkle that I don't think we've seen maybe enough of from the Spurs. I think, yeah. you know, if they really want to go small and right. if they're forced to, well, that could be I'm, I'm glad but, you brought that up because remember uh, in Vegas, uh, he was asked, you know, what are you working on this offseason? And he said the Spurs asked him to work on decision making and ball handling. Yeah. So uh, perhaps we saw a little and bit of a byproduct of that. On on that note, I he's young. His playing style, mm-hmm. we've talked about, but some of these turnovers, I mean, every time he drives, I am praying that he puts up a shot. <laughs> because if he's trying to dump it off to somebody underneath, I think his success yeah. rate on that play this year is like 10%. Um, Yikes. Yeah. Are, you, are, you, are you worried about, uh, I guess, the decision-making and, yep. and how much of it is like, you know, he's a kid, he's figuring it out. And yeah. how much of it is like you, you can't be making these mistakes? I, 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 I think you're right. I think it's just a lot of him being a kid, trying to do too much because a lot of expected was on him heading into the yeah. season. I mean, many thought that he'd be the guy, you know, putting up 20 and 10 every night. And so far, he's been okay. He's the second leading scorer in the team, right. uh, you know, but really hasn't taken that leap that many has. You know, I didn't think DeJounte was going to do what he's doing this year, but I, I'll take it. I didn't. I didn't think Devin Vassell was going to take this uh, leap, but I'll take it. But Keldon, uh, for sure, you're seeing that inexperience, and maybe a little bit for him, a sophomore wall, a little bit because maybe you don't count the bubble. But last year, moving this year, now he's playing a full season. Now he's into a real NBA season, perhaps that. And I really do think, though, Tom, it is a lot of the expectation on him. He's just mm-hmm. trying to do so much. Yeah. Dejounte Murray said it during the regular season, I forget which game it was, but he said he has to talk to Keldon to tell him to enjoy the process, stop forcing things. Mm-hmm. So if you're seeing that, I'm seeing that, his own teammate is seeing that, yeah, Keldon should just kind of chill, relax, you know, maybe work on the passing in the paint when he drives, and things will be okay. All in all, though, they are 4-12, Tom. But they got a they got a great foundational pieces to really turn this around as the season moves on, right? And you know you, the the guys you mentioned, Dejounte playing fantastic, mm-hmm. most improved. You you had a story mm-hmm. about how Vegas thinks he's a yeah. solid candidate for most improved yeah. player. Um, Devin has had a great leap. Uh, Yak has improved Tremendous. but been hurt yeah. or been out. And then everybody else is still kind of figuring it out, mm-hmm. shooting through slumps and, you know, sort of finding their place on this team that while they have some continuity in the group that they have, it also looks very different in terms of what's expected and what the roles are. Spurs have seven guys who are averaging double figure scoring, mm-hmm. right? And so when you have that much balance, uh, there are going to be nights when guys are on and, and nights when guys are off. Mm-hmm. Um it's just a matter of bringing that consistent energy. Uh, and, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I, I was talking uh, to somebody in the office here about the Spurs earlier and, you know, yeah, four and 12. And they were like, hey, they were real close to five and 11. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what, kind of what it feels like uh, yeah. because the Spurs, they're so close in all of these games, right? Mm-hmm. As DeJounte Murray said after the game last night, how long do you want to be so close? Mm-hmm. You know, 
and it, it feels like they're so close in all of these games to turning an L to a W, but it also feels like they're far away from doing that consistently. Well, right? you, you the Phoenix game was a perfect um, example of that. Remember when they were making that late charge in the fourth? I mean, they cut it down to like eight or five. It was re- they just really they, cut it down. They lot. were down by fifteen, yeah. and then 15, they cut yeah. it all the way down to down to five. single to yeah. five, right? And then that Mojo's going is going their way, and what do you see? Turnover, yeah. missed shot by White, Aiton with an easy layup off an inbound pass, um, and then you just see them start to wilt. You see yeah. them start to it, it affects them. It impacts them. The the thing and, was though they wilted and then they came right back. Right and then they and, then, they, and they lost by four. But and, but they can't they, afford those letdowns. Right. That's how but they, perfect they never they have got to within striking yeah. distance. You know yeah. they, they they got they never got to the point where it was like they they can you know win on this play. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and again it comes back to too many mistakes, not enough threes. Yeah. If the Spurs shot even ten threes in the first half. Yeah. Game goes differently. Um, you know what this feels like, Tom? Remember back in the day when when less I don't mean like this, but lesser teams, at least record wise, will come into San Antonio. Spurs be against uh, on the road, and it's, they're giving Tim Duncan and the Monte Ginobili and Tony Parker a fight. And then at the end of the games, that talent just took over, and they yeah. and the Spurs got W's. This is what this feels like. It's the reverse now. And I mean, where, the, the schedule has just been brutal yeah, in terms of yeah. the talent that the Spurs have had to mm-hmm. face. It feels like every game they're going against yeah. a finals team, an MVP yeah. contender from last year or this year, mm-hmm. or you know whatever it is. They're just always going against these these good teams, and it's like, when are they going to get one that they, they like on paper <laughs> well, should win? Well, even then, Tom, I I can't even look at a one on paper and be like, oh, they got to win on that one. I can't look at that. I can't look at a Kings yeah. matchup or, or 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 a Rockets matchup and be like, oh, do they really got that one? Because I don't know what Spur team is going to show up. Is it going to be the one that wilts, or is it going to be the one that comes out to my Milwaukee and beats the champs on their court? It, it, this this team just is still searching and my biggest fear though tom is that the l start affecting them mentally confidently confidence wise locker room wise you know that that's where i start wondering the frustration is going to get to them where you know they need another um players only meeting i mean how many of those are we going to see uh before you know something has to change whether it be the starting lineup whether it be a trade you know, we, we, you know, it's going to be an interesting season. And the thing about it, Tom, it's just begun. We're yeah. what fifteen games, and that's, already we're here. That's the thing is, it's been tough. It's been yeah. we're already to a point in the season where right. it's a broken record, and the mm-hmm. guys are sick of it. The fans are sick of it. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, we're sixteen games into an eighty-two game season. Exactly. So everybody who's got you know, a a hot take about, ah, uh, they should get rid of White, they should get rid yeah. of Lonnie. I'm, I'm going to wait till we're at least a quarter of the way through <laughs> until I start making assessments like that. Um, but, you know, I, I guess get it out of the way early. Uh, <laughs> when when yeah. the schedule came out, we looked at it and all of us said, wow, it's a tough schedule. Yeah. yeah. And I think the, the Spurs are going to be better in the second half of it. Mm-hmm. Because one, schedule gets a little easier. Two, uh, you know, it's a learning and growing season, right? Mm-hmm. So hopefully they'll continue to learn and grow. They will continue to learn and grow. The question is, will that make an impact on the wins and losses? Um, 
And, I mean, the Spurs at this point would need to leapfrog both the Kings and the Timberwolves in the standings mm-hmm. to make uh, the tennis seed. Uh, but they've also got uh, the fourth best odds right now at, at the top yeah. pick in the upcoming draft. There's sort I'm of down a, with that, Tom. I'm, I'm okay with there, that. <laughs> there's a two, two, uh, two paths diverge in the woods type yeah. moment uh, coming for the Spurs. And it might be coming uh, a little sooner than, than people expected, uh, certainly than I expected, because I wasn't expecting uh, the injuries and the, and the start to be this poor. Um, yeah. But, you know, there, there will come a time in this season where, you know, it might not be a conscious decision, uh, but where where losses will become more valuable to the Spurs than wins mm-hmm. if they can't right I'm the down. ship. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, is yeah. it like, is is a lose-lose sort of a win-win for the Spurs this yeah, season? It, it, it really is, and I'll tell you why. Obviously, the ping-pong balls, that's going to be awesome. You know, that's the only way this team got to glory back in the day with Robinson and Duncan and Kawhi and, and mm, drafting smart with Manu and Tony. That's exactly what they're going to have to do again. Tom, it'd be different if Anthony Davis was cheering out loud with clutch sports. We want to go to San Antonio. That doesn't happen. So um, that's the way this team is going to get rebuilt. Or they just get really, you know what, aggressive and start flipping some of these players, you know, to bring in some quality talent. But I don't think they'll go that route. Um, Regarding trades, because we've we've talked about Ben Simmons so much uh, in the last several months. Uh, oh, this is the first time I heard about him. Him in this first. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah just basketball kidding. player. If yeah, you don't yeah, know. yeah. Um, but I was thinking about it this morning, and uh, I mean the Spurs, good defensively at their best in transition, mm-hmm. gun shy from deep. Yeah. Uh, you know, struggle in the half court. Sounds familiar. <laughs> I mean, what would Ben yeah. Simmons help this Spurs team with? Other than yeah. like star power, I mean that that, that said right there, that's selling like, tickets. How's about that? Selling tickets is maybe that, that. merchandise, and, and that's but, not a yeah. worthwhile reason yeah. to make a trade. Although I'm sure yeah. the Spurs are, you know, uh, yeah. working the phones and and mm-hmm. trying to sell some tickets. Uh, I don't think they're going to make organizational moves based on that. Um, yeah, and like, you know. <laughs> Would that improve the, the the quality of the the product on the floor? I I really like. Yeah. The the way I see it, Spurs got Spurs got Ben Simmons at home, and <laughs> collectively, uh, and it, yeah, collectively, <laughs> and, and yeah. in uh, that because yeah. that's how that's how like Ben Simmons would be used in the half court. I yeah. think you know, give him the ball yeah. at the elbow and and let him pick out cutters and and you know <laughs> maybe make a drive every now and then. Uh, yeah obviously a, a great transition player, obviously a great defender. Yeah. Um, but like when you look at what the Spurs need, like I, it might make more sense to just give Primo some playing time. I don't oh, know. Yes. And let me, let me, let me tell you about Primo. Um, uh, he's been opening the eyes of uh, players out in Austin, coaching staff. I, mean, I had a chance to talk with, uh, I have a hard time pronouncing his name. So forgive me, Patar Boshnik. Uh, the head coach of Austin, he told me the other day, there's not a day where Primo doesn't surprise him on both ends of the court. Hmm. Now, in a, in a good way, in a good way. Hmm. So you fast forward, I think it was to the third game of their season. Primo's having a, a terrible night offensively. 
makes up for the defensive end. A G League career high four blocks, you know, locking players down, causing havoc on the defensive end. Okay, second game of the season, you know, struggles in the first half, but just goes ballistic on the second half. Twenty-one of twenty-eight points. Okay, apologizes to his teammates that he had a bad first half, even though they won convincingly. You like what you're seeing out of Primo, and I think. If he keeps on doing what he's doing in just three games of the Austin Spurs season already, he may force them, uh, the San Antonio club that is, to really think about bringing him uh, back to the uh, J. I'm sorry, the varsity club. To me, he's it's... put a commi- he's put a commitment to defense. Uh, he's his teammates have told me that in practice that he has hops. I asked one guy, I "Go, hey, are you surprised that he had four blocks?" His teammate says, it was Jalen Green, I think. He says, no, no, this kid can go. So He's 6'6". He's, he's as tall yeah. as Keldon Johnson. You know? He's a big like, kid. Like, people see guard, and, and then they see him, and they're like, wait, how tall is he? And he's got long arms. He's potentially yeah. still growing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the reason that the Spurs would bring Primo up and in is uh, it's less about the production and how ready he is for NBA competition and more about what he brings and how he plays. Um, and the fact that he might be the least gun shy player on the mm-hmm. Spurs roster. right? That's now. for sure. Yeah, that um, is for sure. Like, you know, Lonnie can pull up from three and does sometimes, uh, outside of, outside of yeah. that on this roster, who is doing that? Nah, um, nobody, you know, DeJounte is working some of those in when it when they mm-hmm. need one. Um, but like as on a on a roster full of guys who are wired to drive first, Primo is a born shooter. And he's not so bad at the playmaking stuff either. Not um, at all. Like I, I think we're all uh the journey from draft night to here, uh, in terms of how Spurs fans feel about Primo, uh is it was done pretty quickly. Uh, because mm-hmm. pretty quickly, he made it clear that oh, actually the Spurs like might have done some research on this kid, yeah, and might exactly. know more about him than you know draft Twitter. Yeah. So you know it's <laughs> he said draft Twitter right. and me, <laughs> well, everybody, but well, like well, like well, nobody well, saw that pick and was like oh no, this is a great pick said. in the moment. Oh no, nobody no. nobody uh, said that. Again, you uh, for those that are watching or listening around, go to kins5.com slash Spurs right now. You'll see interviews with uh, Austin head coach there talking about Primo. My chat with Primo himself. Go check it out there. There's also hidden there, Tom. Hopefully the listeners and viewers can go check it out at kins5.com. An interview I did with his agent where he revealed that, yeah, about that whole growth thing you're talking about right now, uh, they went to the, the physician, the doctor, and they said his uh, bone plates are still not fused yet. They're still open. They're still open. See, and woo, I, and he's I six, was, six already. I was getting on the Spurs on draft night. Yeah. I was like, I wanted somebody six, seven, or taller. And so, of course, yeah. they draft an eighteen-year-old who's going to be like seven feet tall, point guard. Sure. Okay. Hopefully. Yeah. Sure. I mean, uh, you know, part part of the advantage of drafting these young guys is like, forget about not knowing what they'll turn into game-wise. You still yeah. don't know what they're going to turn into physically. Uh, oh, and for he's sure. already got a great physical profile. Uh, oh, for sure. For, yeah. for what he does. So he, he, he's a lot thicker than I thought he would be when you when when, when I was seeing him, you know, uh, you know, he's still skinny, but he's he's a he's a he's a little beefier. And I think that's 
this the Spurs and Austin Spurs putting on some sort of weight plan, you know, bulking him up. Uh, so that's good to see. But uh, yeah, uh, the only caveat I have though is he's looking good so far in the G League. Let's see what he can do at the NBA level. Uh, but right. good foundation. But the minutes we're seeing in Austin, he needs to see that in San Antonio at some point this season. Some point, whether right. that be at the end of the G League season, which finishes before the NBA season, or they call him up sooner than later. Because as much as learning on the bench is great, he needs to get on that NBA court. And not just for two, three minutes. We're talking about a large sample size to really gauge what he can do, Tom. Right. And, you know, I think that those minutes would probably come at the expense of Bryn Forbes or Trey Jones. Um, you know, yeah. it, it'll probably be, uh, you know, coming off the bench. But, I mean, at 18 years old, he has already shown a lot of things that make you say, huh. He he could he could go on an NBA court right now and do this, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, because because a lot of the stuff that he's doing it doesn't really matter what the defense does, pull up the transition three, you know, mm -hmm. like come come off a pick and roll and and shoot one from a couple steps behind the line, like you know that's just natural ability mm -hmm. that you know the the distance is is translating. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's just doing that against the competition. But he, even in NBA games, the game sort of bends to him, it seems. Mm -hmm. just yeah, the, he has the a lot way of gravity. He, yeah. The way he plays, uh, he always seems to be in the mix. Um, Isn't he perfect from the NBA? Uh, he's in a three for three. He hasn't he, missed a shot in the might, NBA He might stage. be doing yeah. that uh, Drew Eubanks <laughs> perfect shooter thing. Yeah, um, yeah he's still a perfect shooting. Probably just three but, shots. But, uh, you know, I, I think that... If if there was ever a Spurs team to give an eighteen year old rookie a shot on, oh yeah, uh, this is it's it. probably a four and twelve mm -hmm. rebuilding one, struggling from mm -hmm. struggling at the thing that he is best at and was drafted for. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think I think uh, he, he's probably going to be put on the Keldon Johnson plan. Yeah, so a little a little time. I'm okay with him staying there for about a month, month and a half. That's that's fine. Yeah. I, I have have at it, Josh. But if we're already at a month and a half away, and I'm making this up, this team is, you know, 10 and 20 or something like that, something ridiculous, you know, really just out of control already. You know, what's the point now? Just let them get burned. Just let them get burned. What do you got to lose? You got nothing to lose and everything to gain, uh, San Antonio. If this is a rebuilding, then rebuild with what you got. And this, and if he's a, a going to be a fixture in the foundation of this team moving forward, then get him out there. Let him take his lumps. The other guys are taking their lumps. Pop's saying about them learning and experience. So let this kid get the learning and experience. Do you, do you feel like Pop, I mean, you've been, you've been watching, covering this team for a long time. Uh, have, you, have you ever seen Pop in this role as like, I mean, it, he looks almost like a parent who's like making <laughs> a does. mistake. But I'm gonna <laughs> let you make the mistake, because then you'll know that it was a mistake, and then we'll yeah. move from there. Like, I mean, yeah. this is clearly the most like you well, know. I, I I can tell you this much though. I think it also has a lot to do with the makeup of the roster. Mm -hmm. You've heard him use buzzwords that I've never heard him use before, such okay, as like what sensitivities. He said other uh, players are can be sensitive to criticism. Okay. Um, You've heard him say they're young and experienced. He didn't ever have to do with that anymore. 
he'd have to do with that since he pretty much stepped onto NBA court. Yeah. He already had an established player named David Robinson and Sean Elliott and Avery Johnson. I mean, then he got a generational player with Tim Duncan. He's he said this week uh, he was asked what is yeah. key to the key to his long run was, oh, yeah. he was like <laughs> draft Tim Duncan and then stay yeah. alive. Stay alive. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, you know. I'm sure there are members of Spurs Twitter that agree wholeheartedly uh, yeah. because uh, depending on who you ask on there, he's either, you know, uh, uh, a moron who needs to retire or a tanking genius. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't really uh, think it's either at this point. I think he's, you know, doing the best with what he's got. And I think, honestly, he's got this focus on learning and growing and teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is the first time he's really had to really, really teach. Yeah. Um he said it himself, you know, there, I had Tim Duncan, you know, you, you draft a guy who already played professionally overseas, two of them, Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili. And, um, maybe back then he can afford to just draft his stash. Um, you know, Oh, you're a young player. You don't get it after year one Bye. it's okay because I got the big three behind me. And I had a guy named Kawhi Leonard for a little while before that went south. So, yeah, uh, now I think this is the first time in his NBA career where maybe he has to do a lot more coaching than he ever had to do on an NBA stage. Think about it. These are all just college kids. Some of these probably could still be in college right now. Primo's one of them, for example. Maybe Trey Jones, uh, Devin Vassell for sure. Kelton Lon- Johnson could be in his junior. I mean, these are just still college Lonnie Walker kids. is, I think he would be a, a- it's a senior. I think he would have graduated last year. He's in his senior year okay. at the University of Pop, right? As he said, and um, there you go. I mean, this is a, a the, what is the, one of the youngest teams he's had in his tenure. Yeah. Um, this this team is off to its second worst franchise start of a season, uh, so there's a lot of building he has to do. So that's why you see a different Pop post game and pregame having to be positive, having to be positive, you know. Um, he is, these are not Tim Duncan that can take the bullets. This is not Tony Parker that he that could take the bullets from him. I, I think he's being bring. honest, though, because like on nights when they play like crap, he's like, we played like crap. We need to yeah. bring the energy. This was not it. You know, he's he's been open about that. So Let it's me, not just after every game. He's like, well, yeah. moral victory. Like there have been yeah. a lot of moral victories, but there have been bad losses, too. And when there's a bad loss, he's like, we got our bus kicked tonight. You, you know what I wouldn't mind, though? After one, if, if, I hope they don't have another Minnesota loss where it was just horrific. But if they do, and chances are they probably will, then he goes to the soft card. I don't mind that. Call the team out. Get a get a spark under them. Light them up. I I could definitely see a guy like Devin Vassell take that and be like, oh oh, I'm soft. You know, yeah. I would love to see him really just test this team to see if they can take that type of criticism. He could definitely. He did it take a lot with further. Tim Duncan. Yeah, he did he, a lot with Tim Duncan and Kawhi Leonard. He called them soft left and right. He he could take that I, yeah. further, but I yeah. I don't think he has shied away from noting the things that the Spurs need yeah. to improve on. Um, and mm-hmm. that that's sort of the thing when people say this team has no direction, no identity. I disagree with that because they know what they need to do. They try really hard to do it most nights, right? And they've just been falling short executing it. Um, mm-hmm. One thing, uh, as as we wrap up here, Spurs next games. You'll be going to the end of this uh, four game homestand. Yeah, the last, uh, yeah. Hawks, Celtics, Wizards. 
And then give me them ping pong balls. Blazers. Sorry, did I say that out loud? Blazers, <laughs> Warriors, Suns, Knicks, Lord. Nuggets, Nuggets, Pelicans. So they have uh, they have nine games in a row against teams uh, with winning records. Uh, how do you think they wow. will do in those nine games? So just replay the first beginning of this show right now and say competitive. They stayed in games. They couldn't make their three shot. They couldn't make free throws. I mean, you think that's going to be all nine games? How many of those oh, nine no, games no, do you I'm, think I'm, they I'm, steal? I'm, I'm just being silly there, but I mean, if they can't beat the Pelicans. You know, I, I, I forget I know forget the up. Pelicans. They're garbage. Okay. I can't. I don't know, Tom. I don't know. I don't know with this team. Would I be surprised? I'm, I'm just using uh, Denver for example. Mm-hmm. Denver, if they get a W, sure, I can see that. Den- I can, I, I I can see them these... making an adjustment in the second yeah. game. That's that's two in a row. Yeah, I could, I could see them. You know, can, making a playoff yeah. style adju- adjustment and figuring mm-hmm. them out the second game. Trey like, Young could go ballistic on them tomorrow yeah. night. Um, and, and the Hawks haven't been great this year yeah Um, they've lost five in a row on the road they're nine and nine yeah they're actually i think they have i I think there's a 13 games in a row where they made less three-point shots than their opponent and that's with a guy named trey young yeah so spurs they got a chance who Derek white absolutely delights in putting in hell Uh, like he owns them it's it's very fun to watch Mm -hmm. i mean because Derek's offense has been hit or miss and mostly miss this year but his defense has been top notch as always, mm-hmm. um, and watching him uh, on on Trey is going to be a, a yeah. really really fun matchup, I think, and I hope. Um, and then they got a guy named John Collins, so we'll see how they handle that guy. They do, yeah, that guy. They got the guy that Spurs wanted, Spurs fan base wanted so bad, wasn't going to happen. He's been really good. He's been really Slow good this it. year. Definitely. I I would. I would love to pop in on Earth Two, where the Spurs and John Collins reached an agreement. Oh yes, and uh, and see how that team is doing. But hey, uh, we are in this part of the multiverse right now. Uh, in this part of the multiverse, Jeff, uh, people can find you, Jeff G Spurs Zone on Twitter. Obviously, you can see mm-hmm. that down there. Yeah, right here. Me saying that. I guess if you're listening at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Yeah. Uh, what else are you working on Spurs wise for for Ken's Five dot com? Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, uh, we have another Lockdown Spurs coming out, uh, previewing. Uh, I don't know when this is going to air. So um, if it airs today, then you're getting ready for the Hawks game tomorrow night. If not, then we're getting ready the same day for the Hawks game. Yeah. And also looking at kind of some of what we're doing here, Tom, some positives after uh, X amount of games already. So that's coming out soon. Uh, still, your five game, your five things to watch, quick, dirty, quick, bite-sized re- uh, previews of games. We got another feature uh, with uh, Austin head coach uh, Patar Basic, excuse me for butchering that, but he's talking more about Primo stuff that I did not release yet. Uh, more thoughts about Josh Primo and much, much more. Again, Kens5.com/slash Spurs. Go check it out now. Tom, you, I'm waiting for another uh, post from you because those are good. They're like I, Easter eggs when they they crack open. Like, oh, look at this nice surprise in this egg. I, I feel like. I, I love I love the balance with what we do because I yeah. mean you're all over everything, uh, and like the bite sized stuff is stuff that I always struggle with because yeah. I need to write a magnum opus. So like yeah. you know, it's 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 very fun for me when I get to do a, a deep analysis and uh, I I'm I'm working on on it because like I mean everybody. the 
the the the stats from the opening part of the season here have been really interesting for the Spurs. The play has been really interesting for the Spurs. They're clearly better than their four and twelve record. They know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question is, how soon can they prove that? And mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, I'm. Um, th- there's a lot of thoughts marinating. Uh, we Ooh, got a lot of them out today, ready. which I'm happy about. Thank you so yeah. much for your time. I really appreciate it. Busiest guy in Spurs media, if I had to yep. guess. Um, and we always love having you on the show. Uh, Definitely. Again, shout out to Jackson Floyd. We miss you, buddy. But as they say in uh, this this showbiz industry that we are in, show must go on. Uh And we will be here talking about Spurs basketball, the good, the bad, and the ugly for the rest of the season and beyond. My name is Tom Petrini. You can find me on Twitter at RealTomPetrini. It's a lot of fakes out there. Uh, (laughs) And as always, go Spurs go. We'll see you next time.